Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. I mean, here's a guy that criticizes everybody, whoever they take. He's got the answers to uh, who you should take and who you shouldn't take. And all of a sudden, he's an expert. He's in our paper two days ago telling us who we have to take. Welcome back to another episode of the Believe in NFL Draft Prospects podcast. I'm Joe DeLeon here with NFL Draft Analyst Ryan Roberts, who has the camera presence of a, uh, of a high schooler apparently putting his hand on the camera to start the show. Ryan, we're back from vacation. You got to work out the kinks a little bit. I know I definitely yes. need to. How, how, how was your vacation, by the way? How was Myrtle Beach? It was good, man. I didn't want to come home. I and feel here. I am. feel you on that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's, we're getting close to the football season, so opportunities for vacations are, are slowly dwindling. I know, man. I know. We uh, Myrtle Beach is so much fun because there's everything you need in like a five-mile square radius. Mm. It's insane, man. It's like every bar known to man, every restaurant known to man. Oh. Like two different malls. Um, they have a little like boardwalk thing where you walk up to like six different bars in like a half mile radius. They wow. have just a lot. I mean, a million restaurants, ice cream places. Like it's nuts, man. Like you can do anything in Royal Beach. Yeah. And Coastal Carolina is not too far. Yeah. Yeah. We, we drove past Coastal twice and it's um it's a pretty nice stadium. I've never, never been to the stadium, but it looked nice from the outside. So. Yeah, the, them and their very ugly turquoise turf. Uh, very interesting. You don't like it? You don't like that turf? Yeah, uh, I'm not a fan of the colored turf bit. I I, I think it it works. Even it, even it, Boise's like the blue man. Like that nice. looks goofy too. And the Ewu, the Eastern Washington red. Well, turf, that's awful. Horrible. The, the Inferno's awful. Horrible. Yeah. The Inferno's too bad. That's really bad. I like I like the original Boise State one though. I thought that that was different. It was unique. And then. Eastern Washington tried to do the Inferno, and I was just like, "No, yeah, no. That's trying a little too hard." And and I guess it runs in the uh, runs in the family for those Midwestern schools that that try to to look a little cool. The former is Midwest is that Midwest? It's a little out west, man. Kinda, it's maybe it's more Western. I my geography is yeah. terrible, so don't quote me on that. Today, though, Ryan, we are going to be talking about Jalen Carter the likely top five pick from Georgia. And then we're going to be talking about Brian Brzee from Clemson. I don't know how I managed to almost mess, mess that one up. Who was formerly one of the top rated recruits. I think he was a number one recruit at one point for he one was. of the scouting services, right? Yeah, he was number one on at least 247, mm-hmm. but it was probably more. I mean, the kid was just stupid in high school, man. <laughs> he was playing at, he's playing edge at like 6'5", 300 pounds. Like it was just insane, man. Yeah. Stupid. We, we talked about, and I even posted the Paris Johnson highlights, and that got some some good run on our uh, our YouTube shorts and and our TikTok and and whatnot. The Paris Johnson highlights were funny, watching him kick the crap out of a bunch of little goofy goofy uh, high schoolers. The Brian Brzee highlights, man, I think rival Paris Johnson's, maybe even a little bit better. I remember watching Brzee, who looked like he does now, like he looks like he does now as a senior in high school, and he's just tossing kids. Like I pray for any. Any five foot eleven, two hundred and fifty pound high school lineman trying to block him? Nah, man, it's it's been. 
Brian Brissy has almost been NFL ready since he was a senior in high school, man. Like it, it didn't that make ass. any. I mean, does he look substantially bigger than he was in high school? Like he looks no. just the same. Like he's just a hulking guy, and he's just been that way. And I mean, I can't wait to talk about him because he also moves a lot mm. better than you would think a six five three hundred pound guy, man. He he can he can scoot a little bit. So fun times with Brian Brissy in high school. We've got two total dogs that we're going to be talking about on today's show. Before we get into speaking, that, though, speaking of a Georgia bulldog, that was a good pull there, Joe. I like that. <laughs> like that. Like that bit, man. It was good. Can't just you can't just let me transition, brother. No, I was thinking that in my head, and I'm like, no, nah, it's gonna be a little too ham fisted. But you know, go ahead. <laughs> All right, I want to tell you folks about our partners at Bet Online, which continues to be our source for all of your betting needs and sports info. Find all the latest odds, news, and sports developments, including NBA Summer League, of all things, to bet on, Major League Baseball, and the latest fighting news, and even next season's early NFL futures. If you're like me, I've actually gotten pretty good at betting baseball. I'm on a, a like a 70% streak of getting my picks right lately, Ryan. I've been making some a little, a little bit of cheddar out here on these, on these baseball bets. It makes it a little more fun because it's too slow for me. Baseball is pretty boring. If you want to do that, head to their website or use your mobile device to sign up today to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code BELIEVE to get the bonus and get in on the action. Bet online where the game starts. Who decided that cheddar was the um, was a symbol for money? Why isn't it like provolone or something? Uh, is it because cheddar's sharp? I don't. I, that's a good question. That's a good question. I mean, there's probably some stupid backstory. Provolone can be sharp. Yeah, Pro, maybe because yeah, provolone's think, too think, hard to say. Maybe because cheddar cheese can be sharp. I think. I'm sure it would like like a lot of jargon and. In slang, it's just one of those things one guy said, and then everyone just pretended it made sense, and then it just kind of picked that. That happens all the time. So, so like the echo chamber of draft Twitter. That's one way to. <laughs> 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 we, we go from the uh, the the processes of developing English terms and and mm-hmm. idioms to uh, the echo chamber of draft Twitter. It's I, I saw I saw another good one that I forgot to send you earlier. By the way, is Darn. it a take? What's the take? We'll no, it out. wasn't a take. It was a um. Someone was talking about the body mechanics of each position or something. I'm just like Jesus Christ. Okay, that's a new one. That's a fun yes. one. Yeah, it's a fun time. So. Ryan Jalen Carter yes. from Georgia has been brought up early on as a, a likely. Top seven pick, let's mm-hmm. say top seven pick, and you can say top five. You can top, say top five. five. Yeah, top five. If I'm playing it safe, seven. But I think top five is is very likely for Jalen Carter. The one thing that I heard immediately as soon as we transitioned to this 2023 cycle in like the first week of May was that Georgia lost Jordan Davis. They lost Trevon Walker. Um, they lost. Uh, uh, Devontae Wyatt, Wyatt, they lose all these guys, and you kept hearing college football analysts and draft folks talking about how Jalen Carter is the best amongst the group. And I watched Mm -hmm. him, and after I watched him, I I certainly agree with that. He is, uh, I think, with those guys that we just mentioned, there were concerns of if they could all stay on the field 100% of the time. And I think Jalen Carter is the exception amongst those guys. He deserves and belongs on the field for all three downs because of how freaking disruptive he is. If you look at his stats, he is not a guy 
that has a, a stupid stat line. This is not a Will Anderson, but man, does he cause problems and he set up Devontae Wyatt and Jordan Davis for a lot of the success that they had last season. I mean, and his his role in the defense is not designed to put up those types of numbers, right? Like he's not designed to be right. Will Anderson. I think I think the first thing, Joe, because I have I forgot to tell you this, I have two very flattering comps for each of these players today. I have two that oh. came to mind very easily. And they are there are a couple of comps where I think people are gonna be like, whoa guy, can we settle down here a little bit? And it's fair, but we'll uh, we'll get there in a second. The first question is, and the, and the more important question is, you like number eighty-eight on a D tackle? I, I was, I wrote that in my notes, and I was going to bring it up. But it, was he a tight end in high school uh, or something? That's probably. what I was. He playing wide receiver? <laughs> you never know, man. Probably, I mean, honestly, <laughs> yeah. Now nah, he, it's it's a weird aesthetic, but I kind of liked it. I mean, I more no. I think most guys if they wore number eighty-eight playing defensive line would be like, no, no, yeah. that's that's not a thing. But you got to be a dude if you're going to wear eighty-eight. Yeah, a hundred percent. I mean, so Joe, let's go to the positives, right? He's listed at like 6'3", 310. We don't have the verified measurables on him yet, but he's not the longest guy of all time, right? Like he's got a little more of a bowling ball feel almost to him, right? Mm. But like, I think his length is fine. I think it's good all the way around. It's not like a but, but deterrence. Thick, or, very, very thick a, and toned. Doesn't look yeah, free no. Time. He is very filled out for only being what will be a true junior in college. And he is explosive man like he i mean he is i i would say twitchy right like he cha- mm-hmm. he changes directions really f- quickly for a guy his size he's explosive off the snap he's got hand and, and natural power he's got hand violence everything's there everything is there i i would say you know there's some things as far as taking on double teams and remaining you know le- leverage consistently but the movement skills are just silly man like this kid is a this is one of those rare players where I think as an interior pass rusher, his numbers from a sack perspective and from a tackle philosophy perspective will be a lot better on the NFL level once he gets into a four-man front that asks him to attack the quarterback, right? So he is an incredibly explosive bowling ball. Like, let's call him what – I mean, he is <laughs> that type of dude. And my comp for him is – it's a throwback, Joe – Warren Sapp. He reminds me a lot of Warren oh. Sapp, man. And Warren Sapp is a Hall of Famer. So, like, I, I'm again not That's, saying Jalen yeah, Carter. Generous. Yes, not saying Jalen Carter is going to be a Hall of Fame level football player. But like the things, the best things about Warren Sapp that I remember is not the lengthiest guy, kind of had that bowling ball feel to him, but just a ridiculous athlete for his body type. Like, just moved unnaturally for his size, right? So. That's who I see. I think that this kid could be a double-digit sack artist at the next level, which is very hard to do for a defensive tackle, a true defensive tackle. Yeah, and I'm so curious to see if he can up that production, not only this year, but once he makes it to the NFL. But he almost doesn't even need to because of the value that he can provide. The one thing that I really loved about watching Jalen Carter is the the hand usage, and that swim move that he has is deadly. He's got one of the quickest swim moves I've ever seen for an interior defensive lineman. Like he is so strategic where he places his hands, just almost swiping and and just pushing guys out of the way, using their momentum effectively to create one-on-one matchups with ball carriers or eventually more opposing blockers. That, that is what is so fun to watch on him. And he's also got a really good rip move. 
the ability to use multiple moves as an interior rusher is rare. And that's, I think, what, what provides the most value because you just don't find guys that have that skill set, especially as a true junior. And like, how many guys do we talk about with the edge rushers that we were saying needs to add more moves to their arsenal? I say for yeah. an interior guy, if you got two good moves, man, that's that's big ups for a, for a defensive tackle because most of the time they don't have a ton of moves. I think the things that makes him a rare player, in my opinion, and I agree that there is definitely more of a pass rush plan than your typical sophomore entering junior year now. But, man, he's twitchy and he's flexible. Like Because the one thing that for guys to be able to hit multiple moves in a rep, right, like they are going to get their body into a certain position. They're going to kind of diagnose that like, hey, there's more space to this direction or I have to hit a move to kind of create that space. And he's able to just contort his body unnaturally for a guy his size, right? So like rare, rare athlete, I think, for the position. I, I wouldn't be surprised if this kid's like a four eight, four nine type of dude again. I, I wouldn't be surprised if they have back-to-back just silly testing numbers from their defensive tackle. And this kid is, I mean, literally – he can get skinny. He can turn. He can change direction. He can hit counters. He has strong hands. There's really, if you're trying to poke holes in Jalen Carter, because we didn't talk too much. I mean, we talked a little bit about this about Will Anderson, right? You can poke holes in Will Anderson's like frame a little bit, right? Yes. He's a little bit smaller. He's a little bit unique in that way. What hole are you poking in Jalen Carter, man? Like again, I I think that anchoring against double teams is is eh at times, right? Like I think that he's hand placement in that regard isn't the best. I think that he can get displaced occasionally working against multiple lockers, but you're really nitpicking, man. Cause like most guys don't just anchor against d- double teams consistently. Like that just doesn't happen. Right. I, I really do think that people are going to just say like, Oh, production. But if you watch how he's used, it's not the way that it's going to be used on the next level. Like he's not going to be asked to, to, you know, to work against double teams, to two gap, to do those types on the next level. You're going to look at Jalen Carter and be like, you're a three technique. You're going to split gaps. You're going to work one-on-one blocks, and you're going to attack the football. That's what you're going to do. And when he hits that role, I mean, what's the negative? Is there a negative? I don't think there's a negative here, man. Like, he is about as easy as an evaluation as – he might be an easier evaluation than Will Anderson, in my opinion. He might be easier. Not saying that he's a better player, but I'm saying, like, I think the most novice of evaluators, most novice of scouts can watch Jalen Carter and be like, Yup, he's really good. Like, I don't have any because we, we, we joked about it, right? People are gonna poke holes in Will Anderson, and it's already yeah. happened. It's weird. But people I, I think are gonna have a really hard time to watch a Jalen Carter and be like, nah, he's not that good. He's overrated. What what about him's overrated? Like, I don't like the profile's fine from a physical perspective. He's was the best defensive lineman on a team that had three first round picks last year on that defensive front, which is nuts to say. Exactly, and he's nuanced. He's powerful. He's explosive. Like, what are what are the hangups with Jalen Carter? I think it's a really easy evaluation. To to wrap up Carter on on that note, Ryan, I think at the very least, if he doesn't develop in the NFL into a high sack production tackle for loss production defensive tackle like Aaron Donald. Like that's that's what you're hoping for with a top five pick defensive tackle. That's what you want to get. If he doesn't develop into that, if he can do what he does taking on double teams, not only taking them on, but blowing them up to the point where they can't move him off the line of scrimmage. That's a loss for the offensive line. If two guys are occupying one defender that can't move off the offensive line, 
if Jalen Carter does that at the next level, that's still that's still worthy of a top top ten pick. If Derek Brown went as early as he did to the Carolina Panthers, Jalen Carter is justified for going just as early if he doesn't turn into that high level production. And Derek Brown's great. He has actually been really really good for the Panthers. It's just he's yeah. he's never going to be a high production type of a player. And I don't think we need to sit here and and nitpick Jalen Carter for that reason. I'm telling you right now, if I see this stupid bit where people go, well, he hasn't really produced Georgia. Look, I'm I'm losing my damn mind. I'm coming for all those people that they, that try to do that stupid bit. D- double digit sack guy potentially at next level. I'll I'll give you a, a like a I don't want to say a low end comp joke because I'm about to throw in another comp form that's a kid that just Who went comps? made all all pro last year. Like I, but the impact I see of him, I think at worst. You're looking at like a Jeff Simmons from Tennessee, right? Where last year I looked it up. I mean, Jeff Simmons had eight and a half sacks and 12 tackles for loss in 17 games, which is a good number, but that's the most he's ever had from a sack tackle for loss production, right? Like usually he's a four to five sack a year type of guy and he's strong. He can do things in that regard. But the thing that I love about Jeff Simmons when he was coming out of Mississippi state is he was just so strong, but once in a while you just get a flash of like, wow, man, he just split that gap and he made a huge play in the backfield. And I think that that's at worst what what J- Jalen Carter is. I just, I think not only is he a high ceiling player, I think he's also a high floor player. And those players are rare, man. Like usually we're talking about guys that are high ceiling, low floor type of players, right? Mm-hmm. Jalen Carter is not that. Jalen Carter is a high ceiling, high floor player, which again is why I think it's a pretty easy evaluation. Brian Brzee from Clemson is also a very easy evaluation. We were talking about how this is a guy who was a top recruit, was just bodying kids and justifiably so. And the reason why some of these guys will be considered to be top recruits over others is because of how far along they're developed. And Brzee, as we were talking about earlier, feels like he's been developed and built to to take on those double teams and dominate along the defensive line. A couple other things that I noted with Brzee Ryan mm-hmm. is that he is is very funny to watch because they love to just move him around. And I know that they're going to have a new defensive coordinator, but he was playing zero and he he bounced from zero to three to five to even all the way out to a seven technique, which is I, freaking fantastic. That is what you want in a first round, early second round defensive tackle is a guy that knows how to play and line up at different points on the defensive line. He's probably not going to do that at the next level often, but he has that capability and that experience in his arsenal being uh, previously a true freshman starter. This is uh, so Jalen Carter, in my opinion, <clears throat> yes, is a preferred four, uh, four, three player four, or four down player, I should say, and even front. While I think that he can play in an odd man front, it's not advantageous to him. Yes. I don't think there's any limit to that from Brian Brissett. Like no. He could play, like you said, I wouldn't play him as a zero, but like he could play anywhere from one to five. Like he could do that pretty con- convincingly. Like think about how Pittsburgh Steelers still run a lot of like multiple fronts where they're playing three man, they're playing four man. I think Brian Brissett can do all that type of stuff. He's a Cam Hayward type of player. I'm not comparing him to Cam Hayward because I actually have a different comp that I like a lot better. But like he could do that as like a three four defensive end who can also play three tech. He can also play one. He can do all those types of things. He reminds me of though, and I think I put this one on Twitter a little bit ago. So like this one isn't like a oh here it comes. And Dominic Sue, 
Like I, I see that player. Was he I, also six five? Yes. I mean, Sue was big. He was like six four and a half, six five long. Uh-huh. And he was the thing that reminds me a lot of Sue from Brissy is he has just got grown man strength, man. Yes. Like like he the, the you'll have a player try to reach block him and he's fighting pressure with pressure. And he just puts his dudes on skates, man. And you're just like, that's not ordinary. <laughs> like he's a he's a strong. He's he, I don't I, I don't remember. Do you remember exactly where he's from, Joe? Because like he plays like a farm boy, man. Like, he's just I think he's farm from, boy. He's right. from Maryland. I'm pretty sure. I think you're right. I think you're right. It's like I, not even really. Is it Damatha Catholic? Is it Damatha? He's from no Damascus. Damascus. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So Damascus. So yeah, this he's a Maryland guy. And he, but he plays like he's just grew up out in Iowa, you know, out in like the the cornfields. Like he was just kind of like throwing hay over his over his arm and just running around. Like that's how he plays, man. He mm. is a physically impressive dude. And then the movement skills for his size is rare, man. Like there's, I mean, like you said, there's times where he's lined up at seven and he's running like an outside track, and you're like, oh, yeah. my guy's got a little juice to him. Like <laughs> I called, um, I called what I called. Jalen Carter twitchy. I would call, I would call Brissy explosive and long, right? Like he just, he knows how to run tracks and he is a tough dude to, to kind of counter with that length and that explosiveness that he has. I don't think he's going to change direction necessarily as well as a Jalen Carter, but I think like if you get, if he splits a gap, man, he is out of there with the, with the strength that he has and the explosiveness he has. So I think the important part to talk about him, Joe, is because these things, like, we're not directly saying one versus one. Like, we're not saying Jalen Carter versus Brian Bursty anymore. Like, we're not really doing that action. But I do think there's something merit here to saying right now Jalen Carter is the higher prospect, in my opinion, yeah. right? Brian Bursty is a first-round player, though, all day long. The question is, if Brian Bursty hits his ceiling and Jalen Carter kind of stays the same or maybe gets a little bit better – can we have a conversation of who's the best defensive tackle in this class? Do you think Brian Brissett could challenge him? Because I do think he can. I'm not predicting it, yeah. but I think Brian Brissett has some rare traits, man. Like he's a rare player from a talent perspective. Hasn't fully put it together because of some injuries, and I mean because he missed a, a majority of the season last year, and he's Clemson had multiple does, injuries. Yeah, and Clemson does misuse him a little bit, right? Like it's not like a fully transparent kind of projection. Mm-hmm. But I think the best of Brian Brissett can absolutely rival the best of Jalen Carter, in my opinion. I definitely agree with that. And we've also seen more of Brian Brissett, and he was immediately impactful right away as a, as a true freshman. Just just some quick other like last notes on on his his play style and some of the things that like you, you know you're talking about that power like that the ability to just continuously like powerful leg drive to keep doing that when he's being blocked like that stuff is is really really freaking rare and you almost do wonder how if maybe he can add a little bit of juice as an outside pass rusher if he can develop into that the only thing that I'm going to push back like a little bit on if I think that if he's going to deserve to be in the conversation with Jalen Carter I am reluctant to do that, and I don't want to do that because of the lack of availability we've had from Brian Brzee. Like I, we only had three and like a quarter of games to go off yeah. of last year, and last year's ACL injury wasn't the only injury that he sustained, if I remember correctly, off the top of my head. Like that, 
that really concerns me. And sometimes it kind of happens with these guys that that are are early developers and are step in right away. They play so much football early on that they're not always healthy. You know, they're getting hit a lot. They're getting banged yeah. up a lot. He's on the field a lot more than Jalen Carter was last year. Those injury concerns is is what is going to hold me back and why I might actually and I hate doing the injury concern bit and Sean my co-host on the FCS show always gives me a ton of crap when I do this, but like I, I have to take it into consideration because it's just it's not super consistent. Yeah, it's look. I said Jalen Carter is a high floor, high ceiling type of player. Brissett definitely has a lower floor. I, I don't think that there's a floor where he's just going to be a bust per se, but there is could be a reality where he's just a. Lamar Houston like he's a good football player but he's not a yeah. great football player like I do think there's a little bit more of volatility to his to his profile I agree completely to that sense I just do think though that like for summer scouting wise I'm gonna buy into the athleticism and the talents that Brissy has you have to hope obviously he puts together a full season mm-hmm. it's gonna be a new defensive system new defensive coach obviously with uh Venables going over to Oklahoma we'll see what it kind of works out but the other good thing too, Joe, is usually a guy like, and you mentioned this on Twitter earlier, usually a guy like Brian Brissett, you're like, okay, double teaming him every play. But when you have Miles Murphy, Tyler Davis, Xavier Thomas, KJ Henry, all these defensive linemen, it's hard to just go, yeah, we're going to focus on that one guy. So I do think Brian Brissett is going to get a lot of one-on-one opportunities this year if he's able to stay healthy. So I could see him having a t- sort of a transcendent year for him and, and, being a top 10 type of player. Like I, I think that he has that type of upside, but I agree that the peaks and Valley are a little more spread out than let's say Jalen Carter, for instance. Yeah, no, I totally under, I totally understand that. And it's, it's going to, I'm excited to watch both these players this upcoming season. Uh, I think we've got some other fun defensive tackles that we're going to discuss this week who maybe don't necessarily fit as high of a ceiling as both these players. I believe the next one we're going to be doing is Keanu Benton and uh, Saki Ika from Baylor uh, is the one that I have written down. But this defensive tackle class, very fun to watch, very fun to evaluate. And we're going to be getting to that more in the coming weeks. Folks, thanks for tuning in. We'll be back soon. And uh, uh, oh, follow us on Twitter at Joe DeLeon, at Rising Draft. Sorry, I, I got bombarded with messages. So <laughs> something popped up in the corner and I got distracted. Uh, at NFL guy, Prospect, yeah, at NFL Prospects Pod, Hack City on YouTube. Subscribe wherever you get us on your audio. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.